Dunlop, co-creator of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. Teen Brain Trust brings together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescents, help adults build better relationships with teenagers, and empower the next generation of changemakers. Today's episode is the fourth and final part of our series following two teens, Samantha and Kyla, as they go through the college application process. We've been following them since right before the beginning of their senior year of high school. We heard them share about picking schools, writing their essays, submitting their applications, and waiting on pins and needles for their college letters. The interview you're about to listen to was recorded on May 15th. At this point, they've both committed to a school and are a month away from their final day of high school. In our conversation, we catch up on the last few months. We talk about how they made their big decision, what factors they considered when choosing a school, how they cope with the emotions of the results, and what they're looking forward to as they face their final summer of high school. It has been such a privilege to join them on this journey. We can't thank them enough. The insights they share are invaluable, especially for parents like me who are going through or about to go through this same process with their teens. Hi, Kyla and Samantha. Welcome back. We're so excited for you guys to be here again for our final episode of your college process. Um, it's almost the end of the school year. Congratulations on being almost graduates. How does it feel, you guys? Weird. Weird. Definitely weird. Um, it's just, I feel like everyone knows that the year is kind of wrapping up and it's it's kind of surreal. I'm going to use the word surreal. Yeah, I think that's a good word. I honestly feel like this is the best way to describe it because we know that it's coming to an end, but also... It really doesn't feel like it at the same time, but it's also sad. I don't know. It's a lot of emotions. Definitely. I'm sure it's such a mixed bag of emotions. Weird, surreal. So at this point in the year, you've received all of your college letters. Maybe you've opened them all. Maybe you haven't. Can you tell us where are you in the decision-making process? We've both committed to schools at this point. So I'm committed um, to school and I still have some like waitlist letters, but I'm pretty settled on where I'm going. I think even if I get those letters back. Yeah, I'm the same for sure. Okay, great. So you're kind of, you've heard from, um, almost all the schools you're waiting on some. And so you're, but you've really kind of committed. So, you know, you, you have a idea in your head of where you're going next year. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so May 1st was the, the national commitment day. So, um, everyone like had to commit to a school by then, but some schools, like people are on the waiting list for some schools and we hear back from those anytime between like, like mid May to like August, even. You just brought up an interesting, um, date that we want to ask you about. What are your thoughts on there being a national commitment day? Well, so we actually, our school doesn't really follow National Commitment Day. So our commitment day was actually today, May 15th. And I think that it definitely adds to the whole like industry that is the college process. I think that it definitely drives like the whole 
college industry, I have mixed feelings, I think, because I think it's exciting, but also what are like the underlying values, I guess. I completely agree. Um, I think also for people who maybe like aren't sure if they want to go to college, if they are, if they're not super like excited about where they're going, I think it's maybe less exciting and more like stressful to have a day where everyone is kind of wearing all of their, their merch and all of that. So I agree. I have mixed feelings about it too. Yeah, no, that's why I brought it up because we, we also do, and we wanted to hear directly from you guys on the people who it's impacting, but anyway, so back to you guys, how does it feel to be committed to a school? Like, what are you particularly excited about? The school definitely wasn't my first choice going into the process. Like if you told me a year ago, I was going, um, I would definitely not be thrilled. I can share. I'm comfortable sharing where I'm going. Is that fine? Okay. I'm, I'm going to share. Um, I'm going to the university of Michigan. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. And I definitely, it was not the school that I was planning on going to by any means at all. Um, I had no idea I was going to end up here. It was like very far down on my list. But at the end of the day, like the way that things worked out, I'm like, I am really happy and I'm super excited because it's just like, it all worked out in the end. And I think that I'm really lucky to be in this position, but I also like for, I did ED1, I did ED2. Like I really did the most out of the college process. So I really, it was exhausting and it's just this amazing sense of relief to be committed to a school and just excited to go there. Same thing for me, like pretty much to a T. I was really set on Brown. Um, I was really excited about it since like I visited it in August of like 2022 before I'd even like gone through the process or anything. Um, And I think that stayed my top choice. And then even when I was applying to other schools, I was like kind of mostly focused on it. And I think honestly, that hurt me a lot in the end because it's such a competitive school. And like, I knew that going into it, but I was, you know, I I really wanted to go. And so I think like that definitely was a hindrance because I could have like had my sights on so many other schools as well. Um, And I'm committed to Emory now, which wasn't like, it was, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it also wasn't high on my list. And then uh, we went to like, I, I visited it cause we went to compete there uh, way back in January. And I was like, wait, I really wish I'd put more effort into this application. Cause I really like the school. And then I ended up getting in now I'm super excited. And I think relieved is also a good word because like all of the stress of worrying and being so unsure about anything. And also the stress of picking too. I think all of that's behind now. And so I'm happy. It's the takeaway, I think, for parents and for for parents to almost share with their teens is as hard as it is, maybe don't get so stuck on just one um, and very kind of tunnel vision on one because you know, there are so many different things that can play out and you could maybe, you know, figure, find yourself at a college that you might not even think about. So just really go into this whole process with a very open mind, which is what we say. But for us parents to say to teens, have an open mind, you know, that's not helpful. Is there anything a parent could say going into this process to help teens have an open mind? That's a difficult question because I think you're absolutely right. It's really hard to just say, think about other schools and apply to more places. It's a, 
Yeah. And maybe it's just that you have to go through the process to come full circle, right? Like that's might just be part of the process is going into it and coming full circle. That just, you know, might be that too. But I was just wondering if there was anything. Um, My mom is really, she loves to like get all the information, be in the know. And as someone, because she didn't go to college in the United States, it's like, she learns about things when I learn about things. And she oftentimes like hearing things through the grapevine, it's really easy to form opinions and stereotypes about a certain school based off of like what you read online and based off of like a few people or what you've heard about it. And so it's really important, I think, as a parent to kind of keep your opinions about a school, especially negative opinions to yourself, because it can really affect. I know that for me, like my mom and I had a lot of conversations about Michigan because she had her own opinions of it. And it like took a lot of a lot of open communication. Um, So just sort of keeping your opinions to yourself, because at the end of the day, this is like your child's process. That's amazing insight. And that's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I was looking for something to, for the parents to help them keep themselves in check. Whatever we say, us parents, to all the parents out there, we do, um, they do hear us and it could influence their uh, perspective on a, on a school that might be the right fit for them. So that's really great insight for us parents to listen to is kind of just keeping our, our opinions to ourselves, especially in the beginning. Yeah. So, I'm going to second that. I think that that's great. <laughs> yeah. Why did you guys pick the schools you did? Tell us what were kind of like the top three or so factors you considered. I'm going to have to pull up my pro con chart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Making a pro and con chart is obviously very helpful. I think for me, the biggest ones it boiled down to were Uh, one aid, like definitely aid was a really big thing for us. Location of the school, like campus, where it was, what was around it and the resources available at the school, like what programs, classes, professors, internships, study abroad, all of that. I think those are the three biggest deciding factors for me. Uh, And when it came down to getting like really nitpicky between schools, I found that location, like went higher up on the list because like if schools were equally as good in academics, it was like, where can I see myself not hating it for the next four years? So I think those are definitely my top three. My like interests are pretty like spread out across various disciplines. So it's really important. Like a lot of schools have really specific niche programs and it's really important to find the schools that have those programs set up for you because then you can get like such an amazing education. And and then Also, I had just like this type of the student body. It was important to me to be able to make like to know that I would be with a lot of people from in-state and out of state and also have a diverse class and also know people that are international and also have access to study abroad. So just a diverse student body and location. Definitely. I agree for sure. Yeah, um, I know we said top three, but I want to second the thing about the student body, too, because I felt that like you really, I feel like it's so hard to kind of grasp how different the kids are at each school. Like there's such a specific like vibe for lack of better words at each school. Like I visited some schools where it was like, okay, the students here feel a little bit more uptight or the students here here feel very like kind and welcoming and open. Um, And so it was that too, I think definitely went into the decision as well. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And what I think hearing both of you, it's, it's so unique to the individual child and it will unfold. And I think you're so right, Kyla and Samantha, there is kind of a vibe to each school and it, it really speaks to, can your child see themselves there? Are they going to feel comfortable there? Do they resonate with it? Like what speaks to them and what are they kind of drawn to? Not what speaks to us. Parents hope you're listening. It's not what speaks to us, but it's what speaks to them. So yeah, I think those were really good points that you guys both pointed out. In all three of our previous conversations, we've talked about the role that social pressure plays in the college application and decision-making process. What's that experience like now? as your peers make their decisions and announce their schools? I'm just really happy for everyone. I mean, like there were so many people that were just experiencing bad luck and just deserved so much better. And so it's been really amazing to see people get excited about their schools and people who just found out recently and are getting off waiting lists. So that's been been a highlight for me. I definitely agree. It's just so nice that you guys are are happy for your peers. Um, cause I know at a lot of different schools, there can be, you know, competitive vibes or, um, people that are not as supportive. So it sounds like you're also in an environment that is supportive and happy for each other, which I think, you know, makes such a difference going through this process. I definitely do think on the flip side though, um, I've heard like secondhand, um, or like from, I don't know. I've, I've heard things floating around where it's like, oh, this person is talking about this person's college and why did this person pick this and all that. Um, I know that there's also definitely like I've heard of situations where people are not being the most supportive too. So I don't think either of us are doing that, but I definitely think that that's something that I, I've, I've heard and seen as well. So I think I think it's the social pressure. I think it's definitely still there. Um, in some situations, but I think for the most part, people are, are supportive. And that's what we're, that's why we're doing this Kyla and Samantha. And that's why we're so thankful you guys are here because it is such a, a rigorous process. And it, and, and so we are hoping that the more information we can provide to parents through you guys about just being supportive, being mindful So you guys have been through so much. Looking back on the last few months, how do you feel that they went? Was there anything you did during this final stretch that you feel really good about and would recommend to other students going through this in the future? Because we want to give as much insight (laughs) to parents and teens going through this process as you can. Because I have a uh, a son who's finishing his junior year. So we're kind of starting going through looking and I'm like, we're just in the information gathering process right now. We're just, this is all information. Let's just gather all this information and then we can kind of sort it out. I I mean, I am all for what you just said um, because I know that that was a big thing for me. Like being open and considering like all my options and really like not discounting anything based off of like preconceived notions, because um, I'm going to Emory's Oxford college, which is like a smaller college that's removed from the main campus. Um, And I'm going to be there for my first two years before I go to the main campus. Um, And when I got in there and I was like, my initial kind of assumption was like, Oh, like it's not as good. Like the, or the, the academics maybe aren't as rigorous. 
uh, or maybe the opportunities aren't as good. It's like further removed. And I was like, okay, I'm not going there. And then I actually took the time to like sit and consider my options. And I realized that like, there's so many opportunities because it's small. There's like buses all over the place. Like some people say the classes are more rigorous because there's less people. Right. So it's just like, there's so much to consider. And like, I think those preconceived notions are really a killer because then you just like, you discount options before even looking into them. Um, and I almost found myself in that boat um, and I did it and I'm really happy with my choice and I'm really excited about it. So it's just like, I think what you said is absolutely right. Like taking the time to gather all the information. Um, and I guess bringing back everything I said before, like not focusing on one school and one school only, because especially with how competitive things are being or things are right now, it's, I think good to keep a very open mind about, about everything. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I agree with Kyla completely. And to go against the grain of what college advisors, guidance counselors, um, they really like to tell you in, they're like envision your perfect school. It's like one of the first meetings they're like, Oh, do you see big or small? Where do you see it? Give us the specific parts of a school that um, would be ideal for you. And I think that that's terrible advice personally, because I think when you're, starting out, you have no idea what you want. If you went to a small high school, you might want a big college or a small college. You have no, like genuinely, I truly believe that you don't actually know what you want. Maybe you do, but I found for me, at least I had no idea what I wanted. I, I did not want to go to such a big school like Michigan, but then I went on tour and they convinced me that I can make a big place seem small. Um, but I couldn't necessarily make for me, at least like a small place, like feel big for what I was interested in. And that's based off of literally just personal preference. And I had no idea. So my advice is don't always take everything that your guidance counselors say, like as that in stone or something. Yeah. 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 Even though you're going to are experienced people and they know, they definitely do know what they're doing. Um, not everything they say is set in stone and try not to envision your perfect college, but rather like the factors that could make you happy. Well, and might it be, you guys tell me, but maybe, um, you know, when they ask you what all of these questions, they're kind of trying to help you flush it out. And so maybe when you, start there, just have that mindset of, okay, I'm starting here, but maybe it will evolve and I'm sure it will evolve and it might evolve 10 times over, but be open to that evolvement, be open to that information gathering so that you don't just get stuck in that first initial conversation of, I want a big, or I want a small, um, you know, try on, I keep saying to my son, like, let's try on this hat. Let's try on that hat. Like, let's try on various hats and see what hat fits the best um, for right now. And maybe in four, five, four or five months when we actually start doing the application process, it might change for him. So I um, keep telling him, be open to the, the changing of the hats. I, I think also going hand in hand with that too is like not skipping out on like the info sessions and all of that. Uh, I know I found myself sometimes being like, oh, okay, there's a school. I don't really like it that much. You know, I don't know. I have this other thing maybe I want to do instead. And then I would just not go or like put it off. Um, and then I think that that was not the smartest move because I think there were so many things that I could have learned, especially like, because both my parents are like immigrants also. Um, and they did not know really anything about the college process. Um, so I think a lot of it was like in my hands as well. And so I think like taking the opportunity to look into those info sessions and like really look into every school 
um, and pick what I wanted and narrow down a list that way. I think that would have been something that I definitely like, recommend for anyone who's like, starting the process now. Anything to add, Samantha, or you're kind of agree with Kyla on that? I agree completely. And also when like in the last few months that you were talking about, I think this part of the decision process, it's remembering that it's not them picking you anymore. It's you picking them. So try to ignore like the prestige and just think about where you will see yourself. Because one piece um, of advice my mom would keep telling me is that like at the, when school ends, all of this whole college thing, it's all going to be over. Like you're all going to be going your separate ways. You're all going to be going places and it won't actually matter anymore who's going where. So it's just about where you'll be happy the next four years. I think that's such important uh, insight and advice, 100%. It's really you picking them at this stage. And also, it's really where you're going to thrive and be happy. And it's not about the procedures all because you're going to learn and thrive at the place where you feel most comfortable. Um, Was there anything from the last few months that you wish would have happened differently? Besides getting more money from schools, no, (laughs) because I think in the end, like, I mean, I'm a firm believer that uh, at least in this specific circumstance, like everything that's happening here is happening for a reason for me. So I I wouldn't like change anything for more financial aid though. But, (laughs) but other than that, no. Um, I think it was definitely a harder process for me than other people. So like I, it it was it it really hurts like it it really sucks to just get such to get bad news from colleges it's really it's it it hurts a lot so i would not i really wouldn't wish that upon anyone so if i could take back like that pain i really i would but besides that i agree with kyla i do think that we're going where we're meant to be going and it it all worked out in the end yeah, it's so good that you pointed that out. It does. It's really hard. What did you do to help kind of uh, alleviate? You had said it was re- it really hurts. Was there anything that helped um, or that you, any advice you can give? I think it passes with time. You're going to see people get into the schools that you want to get into. And it's hard to sort of be nice and be respectful. And I, I think that it's okay to like feel how you feel, but I don't think you deserve to that. You deserved to go to that school, but that does not mean that someone else did not deserve to go there. That is like the way that I thought about things. Like just because someone else got in doesn't mean that doesn't mean they got in over you. Like the probability of that is practically non-existent. And you got in, you didn't get in for your own reasons, whatever they may be. Try not to worry about what those reasons are because at the end of the day, you will never know. Um, and like take time because it, it, t- it takes time to get over rejections like this. It really does. Exactly what Sam said. Like you can feel that way and it's completely valid, but you can't act. I don't think it's fair to act on, on those feelings because again, it's taking it out on someone who like did like in terms of this, like absolutely nothing wrong because they got into a school that you maybe wanted to go to. So I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Such good advice and such wisdom from both of you guys. My hat's off to you guys. Is there anything that your parents did over the last few months that was super awesome and that you would recommend other parents do? I mean, I think you kind of touched a little bit on it. 
I think being understanding is the main thing, but I think that goes into other things besides like picking. I think it's also the adjustment period, like to college, like obviously we're not there yet, but um, uh, I'm, I'm going far and obviously Sam's going far too. So I know for my dad um, and my mom too, but my dad is very vocal about it. He's always like, Oh, I'm going to miss you so much. You're going to be so far. What am I going to do? But it's also like, we're always here for you. And like, I think you're going to become a much more independent person from it and all of that. So it's like, he's saying and like expressing that um, he probably didn't want me to go as far, but that's for his, that's for him, not for me. Um, and he, I think him acknowledging that I'm going far and like, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be big for me, like as a person, like developing as a person. Um, I think him acknowledging that and like, being all for that, that was very nice. So I, it's pretty much everything that we were saying, I think just like being there. Uh, but I think that goes for like every aspect of making the decision as well. Like the, all the nuances of whatever decision is made. I can only imagine like how hard it is to be a parent in this process, because as a kid, you, you, you kind you don't get much control, but you get just, I would argue you do get a little bit more control and so um, I think my mom especially has been has been really amazing these past few months in just sort of going with the flow. Like, I don't like this about a school. Okay, like, I get it. I understand. And then when I finally picked, she was so excited and she got on board so fast. Um, so I agree with Kyla, just being understanding. Yeah, so important for us parents to be understanding um, and supportive and not projecting our own emotions or what we're going through, like what you said, Kyla, about, you know, maybe they're moving far away and what we're, you know, make sure we don't project uh, whatever we're going through onto them, which is hard. And, and thank you, Samantha, for saying it is definitely hard for parents, but it's like, it's your first step in towards kind of your autonomy and making your decisions. And so if we can be supportive, um, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Was there anything your parents did that was not helpful or you wish they had done differently? I always ask this. <laughs> I think I would just use the same answer I said earlier, which is just trying to avoid stigma and really reading up on facts and um, information about the school as opposed to just sort of sticking with what you know and making broad assumptions. I think for me, it's the other side of being supportive. Uh, he was super supportive of my decision and everything and me going far and all. But uh, when we went to visit a school upstate, I was like, wow, this is not for me. I feel like walking on this campus makes me feel like I'm in a box and, and like being squeezed in because, uh, I've lived like in the city, like my whole life. Um, and I think I'm okay with the change, but I don't want to be super far removed. And the school was in the middle of nowhere. And that made me feel really suffocated. He was like, Oh yeah, you know, this school, this school, that, this school, that, you know, what about this school? Um, and he was kind of always pushing it a little more because he liked it and it was closer, I guess. So, um, I think sometimes that made the decision feel a little bit harder for me because I'd be like, well, what if maybe I should consider it more, maybe I shouldn't rule it out for that reason. I did obviously, but, um, he definitely was pushing that a little bit, which I think I would have appreciated him not doing. Yeah. 
Such good insight. Often hard for us parents to sometimes know when to stop talking. (laughs) So let's take a wide view so far. I've been asking you to share your personal experience, but I'd love to zoom out and get your opinion on the college application process in general. Now that you've been through it, what aspects of going through this process do you think are genuinely beneficial and helpful to students? That's a hard one. (laughs) It's a good question though. I really only think I have, I think I really, I have very many negative things to say and it's not targeted towards a person. It's really just the system. It's not like the admissions officers. It's just the system that creates so much stigma and so much bias and discrimination and the income of someone's family like should not have anything to do with where they go to school and someone shouldn't get into a college based off of luck or whether like they got a perfect score on the SAT I think it's a terrible process because it gives well-deserved kids stuff that they don't deserve like they deserve an amazing education because they worked for it and they can't get it because of factors that they can't control and at the end of the day that's really upsetting. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm really, really not for this process. It's grueling and it can, it can create a lot of self-doubt. Like there's so, so much out of people's controls and it's just who you are on this piece of paper um, and really just what you have access to that makes the difference. So yeah. Not, not a super, not a super great process in my opinion either. No, we, we tend to um, agree with you here at Team Brain Trust. And so that's why we wanted to do this, this, this series, because it is such a grueling process. And that's why we're trying to figure out what can we do to help make the process a little better, a little more enjoyable. Yeah, we're trying to make it a little bit easier and less daunting, less overwhelming for parents and teens if they do even decide to go through this process. My next question was going to be, what aspects of going through this process do you think are problematic or even harmful to students? But you already started to answer that. So if you could improve or get rid of one part or aspect, what would it be? Um, mine is stigma slash the Ivy League. Um, like the Ivy Leagues were not founded, like the idea of an Ivy League, it wasn't founded based off af- academics or academic prestige at all. And stigma, there, there's no such thing as tier one, tier two. Like it, what? Like it doesn't even make any sense. Um, there's no such thing. And there shouldn't be a thing as um, a tier one or tier two or tier three school So that is my answer, getting rid of stigma slash Ivy Leagues. Not that there can't be amazing schools, and there are going to be schools that are better than others, but I think that the stigma is a little bit, a little bit crazy. Going back to really kind of um, empowering our teens to go where they see themselves, where will they feel comfortable? And you're so right. It shouldn't be stigma attached. It should be really more authentic. And where will they thrive? Where will they find things that they're interested in learning about? 
right? So that's the, you know, that those are the kinds of questions I'm, I'm going through right now asking my junior. Yeah. I think everything is so intertwined that it's really com- like, it, it's very hard to break down uh, like which parts of like the system need fixing, because I think as an, like in its entirety, um, it's flawed. So I think I, I'd have to agree with Sam. Um, and I think she made a good point in that I would change like, I, I honestly, I would change the attitudes of people looking at the college process. Um, and I want to just be self-aware, like going to a school like this, I feel like sometimes I also have like preconceived biases or notions that I have ingrained in myself from like going to such a competitive school and like being around these types of mindsets. And I think it's, it's something that I'm definitely like making an effort to unlearn, but also something that I think in general needs to be unlearned and, and, um, kind of a stigma that needs to be done away with because exactly like Sam said, there's so many amazing schools and it has nothing to do with ranking. Yeah. Very well said, both of you. Um, so looking forward to graduation and your last summer before college, what are you looking forward to the most? I made the decision that this summer I will not be doing anything intensively academic. And I stand by that decision because honestly, I am tired and burnt out. Um, and I think I need a break. So I will be enjoying my summer and I will be scooping ice cream and hanging out with my friends. So that's my agenda. And, um, I am not straying from that because I definitely need a break. I, um, this summer I'm working at my science sleepaway camp that I've been going to since I was little and I'm a counselor there and it's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, and, it's very in line because I love working with kids. So it's, it's, it's so much fun. It's not even a job for me. So that's what I'm doing this summer. And I'm very excited. It's a little bit harsh because I do leave, like I, I leave before graduation and then I come back and then I leave again, but I'm really excited. Um, because it gives me a place to sort of put everything into perspective and just let go of everything. Similar to Kyla, I'm very excited not to do anything school oriented. And I'm excited to kind of to kind of have a little fresh, instead of it being like a fresh start in August, I kind of get to have a little fresh start in June. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing some fun stuff, things that you really want to do. You need to kind of just let yourselves enjoy your summer. So that's great to hear. Is there anything you're dreading or apprehensive about? I'm so sad to say, but like, just saying goodbye is so hard and I'm leaving. So I'm leaving for six weeks first. I'm, I'm dreading it. I'm dreading the goodbyes. One of my college decisions, like the last, actually I'll just be totally candid. Um, I opened Brown with my boyfriend who's going to Brown. (laughs) Um, and when I got rejected, my initial reaction was not oh my God, I don't get to go to Brown. It was, oh my God, we're going to be so far. That was the first reaction that I had. And honestly, what I was thinking about saying bye, that's the anecdote that I have. But it's yeah, no, I'm so kind of hard to say goodbye. Very sad. Oh, yeah. Very sad. But the, the good thing about that is that, right, it means that you have some really deep-rooted really, really, really important, uh, you know, friendships, relationships. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to our other podcast that we just did with, um, a college freshman. And she said that you still have all those friends 
You're just, you know, you're making new friends at college, but you still have all of them. They're not disappearing. So I thought that that was really good insight that she was so nervous that she was going to lose this whole life and friendships that she had previously. And she was just saying, well, no, I'm going to have all of these new ones plus all of those old ones. So, you know, that just keep that in mind as you're saying goodbye, if that can give you guys any comfort. It definitely does. It feels very black and white, but it's really not. Definitely not black and white. Yeah, no, no. It's just more, more friendships and relationships to come. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience that we haven't asked you about? The process feels really long, but it goes by so fast. Everyone says this. I wouldn't say enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. Just know that they'll, there will be an end. It's hard to see an end when you're doing like December, when you're in December and you're doing supplement after supplement, it's hard to know that there will be an end, but there will be, and it will come sooner than you think. Being okay with taking a break. I think that was like hard to come to terms with too. That like, cause I feel like I, I always need to be working and like, it's not a healthy mindset. Like, not that I feel like I always need to be working, but when I'm not working, I feel like I should be working. Sometimes I eat, like, I feel guilty if I'm not doing something. Um, and I think that's been something that's hard to deal with now because I really like, I want to spend all my time with my friends. And at this point in the year, like we're not really even doing any schoolwork, but I still sometimes kind of feel that academic pressure. So I think it's like letting myself not be so consumed with it. And I think that that's advice that I want to pass on is like, let yourself take a break and let yourself be around the people that you love and care about. Because at this point in the process, you've done all the hard work and it's the end of your senior year. And so you can take a deep breath. And I think that like letting yourself do that is very important. Yeah. That's such good advice. And that's such good life advice, Kyla, because we are going to need to know how to balance that and how, when to take a break and when to feel comfortable taking a break. So I think that that's such a, a life lesson that you kind of just imparted. So that's great. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with us about your college process. Um, this is the fourth and final episode of this series. And you've been so, so, so generous with us, both your time and how open you've been and how much you've shared with us. We so, so appreciate it. We've heard from numerous parents who have listened to these episodes and said how valuable it was for them to get insight into what the teen perspective is really like and what you guys are going through. Uh, we all hope that you have a fantastic summer and best of luck in all of your endeavors in the future. Again, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. I think it was, it was very nice to reflect and just see the good and the bad in this, in this whirlwind of a process. We're so glad. We're so glad we were able to help you reflect because that's what we need to do more of is that self-reflection. So that's great that we were able to help you with that. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank Samantha and Kyla enough for coming on this podcast and sharing so openly about everything that they went through. I hope they both get some quality time with their friends this summer and all of us at Team Brain Trust wish them the very best. If you've enjoyed this episode and haven't listened to their previous episodes, I highly recommend you go back and give those a listen. They are linked in the show notes of this episode. Hopefully, we'll even be able to touch base with them sometime next year to hear how their freshman year is going. We're committed to giving voice to teens and young adults who are going through the process of moving out of their parents' homes and finding their feet out there in the world. 
If you've got a teen on the verge of heading out in the real world, we invite you to head on over to teenbraintrust.com slash help your teen leave home to download our free guide on how to help your teen or young adult leave home with confidence. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more episodes like this one. And if you have any questions you'd like to suggest for future episodes, please send them our way. 